Ain't nothing can compare to that name of Jesus. Ain't nothing can stand at that name of Jesus. The Bible said that every demon in hell trembles at that name, that name of Jesus. I'm so glad this morning for Jesus as we preach the message this morning over in Acts 26 is where we're going to be going. It's going to be this, it's going to be kind of like this. It's going to be like after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you'll be a witness. You may think this morning like, man, I don't know how God could use me. I can't see how I'd ever do such a thing. I, I can't see how I'd ever be in that position. I believe that we're going to we're going to be able to bear a record from a man this morning that was opposite of everything that God wanted. Matter of fact, he persecuted the church. He, he would be one but be okay with burning down the church. He, he wanted to catch them in a wrong where he could have them persecuted. And he, he tormented everything that was called a Christian. But what happened? Jesus come in and transformed his life. It made a brand new person out of him. And he's going to stand before a king probably in chains today. He's going to stand shackled in chains. This king knew that he wanted to talk to him and he wanted to share what he had. And he told him, I'm going to let you share what you've got in shackles. What can a man that's chained up in this world have for me? I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't make no difference today whether you locked in a prison somewhere or where you on the poorest time you've ever been in your life. If you've got Jesus in your life, you've got more to offer than anybody in this whole world. Amen. You got more to offer. It's not the position you're in. It's not the state you're in in life. It's not the job you got or the wealth you got. It's what you have inside and whether or not you've ever been born again of the Holy Spirit. Somebody give God a hand clap this morning. Before we go there, let's ease over to John chapter 3. Let's ease over. We're going we're gonna to read just a little text just to kind of keep you up. You don't know where folks is at. I'm just trying to follow the Holy Spirit this morning. Thanks again. If you're a visitor for being here, you can't feel comfortable right here. You won't feel comfortable nowhere. Amen. Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep. He didn't say feed my giraffe. So we're going to keep it right down there. Amen. We're going to keep it right down here. You're not going to leave. They say, ah. I, if you leave here today, say, I didn't understand. You need some help. We'll help you. Amen. Look here. There was a man named Nicodemus. He was a very smart man. I'm talking about smart. I'm talking about knew the laws, knew the customs, knew everything. He, he, he was beyond what we even think of smart. How, would have the books of the Bible memorized. And I want to read you a story before we go over here to why this man... Why this man, Paul, was trying to tell this king a story about a happening in his life. You know, uh, I would think if we, any of us got blessed, if we was in a bad position, the one thing I can't understand as a pastor, I can't understand just, uh, I, I can't understand so many miracles I've seen. Not only God saved me, that's the biggest miracle. God saved me, that'll be the biggest one. But I, I've seen people in, in dire scrapes in life. I'm talking about on the end of an end that life was going to be changed. I've seen it when all the reports said it's bad. Man, I'm praying for a little girl named Jada there. Sister Pat, wave your hand back there on the back. It's her granddaughter, eight years old. Went down last Sunday there at St. Jude. Sick little girl. We joined in a circle and had prayer. You know, I don't know what God's got. I know he's more than able to do anything. Exceedingly above. I've got faith that by his stripes she's healed. 
I don't know what God's got planned, but I'm going to tell you something. It's very likely, but God in all of his power, it's very likely that God just might step in that situation. I'm talking about God just might just get in that situation. And what looks so gloom is as Sister Pat was talking about the father last Sunday and, and I was there to try to help in, in any way we could and we as a church was helping them and, and I just want to take that load. I just want to help you bear this burden. And he was saying, well, really, Brother Eddie, I, I tell you, I'm kind of mad about this deal. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of real upset about this deal. I, I just can't understand life was going on and, and here I got a, an eight-year-old daughter She's got this tumor in her body. Man, I, I, all I can say is, man, I just come to pray. I'm going to trust God. And I'm talking about when you're, when you're weak, I'm going to try to make up the difference for you. I, I can understand you having questions. I, I, I've been somewhat, and I, I shared him how I went through the same thing. And when he, when he looked in my eyes and how I said, I, I had a little infant one time, and this is what happened, and, and it was a bad report, and, and, and one, uh, only three of them at the time. The other one, was bra- one died, and the other was brain dead, and here was my grandson. And, and I started sharing with people this situation, and I went to tell them about God ain't no respect a person. God, what? God can do anything but fail. God don't ever fail. We, we that have here, Paul says, look here, to die would be gain. What we don't understand as Christians, what the world don't understand sometimes, they say, well, they didn't get their way. Maybe God's trying to mature us. Maybe God's trying to show us something in life. But many, many times when the doctors done wrote it off, when it seems impossible, the Bible said, what is absolutely impossible with man is possible with God. So in the midst of that, I'm saying we're God. Amen. Give God a hand clap. It, have you ever looked back on something you went through? I said went through it. And how God brought you through something. And you get to thinking, how did I do that? How was that possible? Jeff, how was it possible? Like if I had to think back like, how did I make it through that? I was with my daddy at a ball game. The next morning, daddy's gone to glory. The Lord came. He just got all up under me, and he just carried me. He just lifted me through this. Look, at his daddy's celebration, letting the world know, look, this ain't no funeral where somebody's dead. The man that used to be in that body that was in that casket, the Bible said, he that livest and believest in me, believest I this, you shall never die. So what happened? The Holy Ghost of God just got all up in jail and let him know that. Look at He realized, look at this ain't it. All these things that we're trying to grab a hold of and so, and so dear to our hearts down here, do you know that there's a heavenly place Paul said in his writing, if we get there in the 26th chapter, he said, I didn't miss that heavenly vision. I didn't miss that next thing that God's got for me. I didn't get tied up with this life to a point he gave him so much peace. He, we, we brought the band in the funeral home. You want to you wanna confuse some preachers. <laughs> you start, you want to confuse a funeral home. So look here, so we got a little something different going on. We're going to be bringing a band in here tomorrow. <laughs> I just tell you the story how the little director come to me and he said, Brother Martin, I need to talk to you about, about an order for service. I said, well, I've talked to the family. They, they explained to me and I got it. And he said, well, it's several now. It's three or four going to speak of that deal. I said, I understand. I, I got it. It's going to be fine. I got it. He said, man, you don't understand. 
He said, they bringing a band in here. I said, yep, and I'm the pastor of them folk. We got, he said, oh. And there he was back there playing the drums. Playing the drums. See, the Bible said this piece that we have, this piece that Jennifer had 30 days from that, her mother, his daddy, less than 30 days, her mother goes to be with the Lord and there's a double whammy going on in your life. Now, in and of yourself, you can't do that. You'll cave in. But that's what I was telling you. The impossibility there is with somebody without Christ. When they done buckled and they done said, Darrell, look at I can't go on. Man, I'm going to have to have me some pills. I'm going to have to be on medication. I'll come tell you one thing. I'm talking about just a drop of that Holy Ghost and come in on your problem, your situation you got. If you allow God, God says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Cast all your cares upon the Lord. Why? It don't say he's learning how to care. He, he's, he's a, <laughs> I, I remember having knee surgery one time and, and that lady come in there, you know, and boy, and this bad when they come in there to take care of you and you just in a real sensitive thing and you woke up and you've had knee surgery and, and they come in there and they said, I've, I've come to get you up and you got to bear with me because I ain't never done this before. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> How in the world did I get somebody ain't never done it before? Would you please go find somebody? You know, I mean, I'm talking about I look down under the wheelchair. They're going to put me in. Okay, so I'm getting up. I'm going to sit down and I look down. It must have been a child in the next because the little thing for your foot wasn't far. I said, you got to fix that first. I'll get it. And I said, no, ma'am, you're going to get it before I sit down. I'm not going to do it. And, and it was just amazing. I got to the car. She tried to get me. I finally said, just, just get back. <laughs> just get back. But look here, but we got a God. Look here that some people had been brought, if you Sunday school lesson, they'd been brought to a sea. They didn't have nowhere else to go. And God comes along with the wind and he just parts the water. Do you even know what kind of God that I'm talking to you about today? Yeah. My word, the kids sing the song. Well, the B-I-B-L-E, that's a book for me. I mean, have you ever heard, are you going to denounce that this is even, that this is even anything at all? He parted the water, and it wasn't mud. They walked, they walked all the way across it on dry ground. Look here, there was a wall of water. You can say, well, well, Brother Eddie, it was dry ground. I'm going to tell you one thing. I see people faint and pass out with a whole lot less than that. Yeah, they was on dry ground. They had to walk in there, and that water was just gushing on both sides. I mean, the noise along had to come from that water being parted back and high. He was blowing the water back, the noise along. And the possibility is we don't live by faith a lot of times. We live in the fear. And the Bible said, you don't live up under the spirit of fear no more. But you live under the spirit of power. The Bible said, Jesus said, I pray that you may know me through the power of my resurrection. He said, not, I'm, not only I'm the one who died for you. Not only I'm the one who went to a grave for you, bled and died, look at, but I'm the one who on the third day, on that resurrection morning, look at the ground went to trembling a little bit. I mean, the earth went to shaking a little bit. They done put the stone over his grave and a stone rolled back and our Savior, the one that we believe in, walked out out of a tomb and he lives forevermore and forevermore.
And this Bible said that Jesus, God, he said, I'm the same. Look here, that's who you gave your life to. That's who you cast all your cares upon. That's who told you he's going to supply your every need according to his riches and glory. That's who you made your master when you come and got saved. It wasn't just a walk down an aisle so they can write my name somewhere and carry me through the water so I can be baptized. Whoopee for all that. Let me tell you something. If you ain't been born of the spirit of God, you still on your way to the devil's hell and you ain't got nobody here. Thank you, Jesus. Satan is a defeated fool. The Bible said you can't serve two masters. Boy, don't we like to. Huh? My word, don't we like to go dancing on Saturday night for the devil? Come to church on Sunday morning and dance for Jesus. You know what the Bible said? You can't, I'm sorry. The Bible said you can't drink of both them cups. You can't do it. You, you can't do one thing one day and do one thing another. That's why when Joshua said, choose you this day whom you go serve. Thank you, Jesus. You can't eat of both tables. You can't do it. Amen. You got to choose who your master's going to be. The Bible said you'll either cling to one, you'll either cling to Jesus, and you'll say, you're Lord to me. You're Lord. And you'll denounce Satan. You'll say, Satan, get behind me. He said, or you'll cling to whatever Satan's got, and you'll denounce the Lord. There's one sin in the Bible that nobody escapes. And the one sin is blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Now, you can read that out to be some kind of fancy if you want to. But I want to let you know that the Lord told me this week just a sound rung in my ear that everybody in hell today, everybody's died. I know when you go to funeral home, everybody goes to heaven. I mean, I have mamas come to me and daddies come to me. My son didn't ever go to church, but I know he's saved. If somebody says, look here, I know for sure he's going to hell. First thing you're going to say is he's judging. But I'm going to tell you something. If you choose to be God and you go to telling me that you know somebody saved, I'm going to tell you somebody you know about. You know about you. You don't know about your brother. You don't know about your mother. You can, you can say my word, they did some great things. They did some great things. The Bible said, Brother David, that there's going to be many, a multitude of people. Look here, I'm not preaching you that I'm all that. I'm preaching you that Jesus is all that. And you've got to give your life to him. And when you give your life to him, the Bible says he puts the Holy Spirit in there. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Everybody. Everybody that's in hell today, listen to me. Everybody that's ever died and didn't accept Jesus, every one of them blasphemed against the Holy Ghost. They're not in hell because they was committing adultery. They're not in hell because they was on drugs. They're not in hell because they was a bear drinker. They're not in hell because they cuss. They're not in hell because they didn't go to church. They're in hell because they never, ever been born again. Now, you got real loud right there. Listen to me. This thing about born again, really, he made all that possible for you 2,000 years ago. Now, they done got all that stuff on that pretty I'd take it out of there. Let me tell you something. Your Savior, you say, man, I, I don't know nothing about none of this stuff. 
He's still your Savior. That don't change the fact. He, he's your Savior. No one else is your Savior. No one else could ever be your Redeemer. He was the only one with pure enough life and pure blood to save your soul. Your Savior died for you over 2,000 years ago. He made a way. He shed his blood and made a way so you could have life and have it more abundant. Now, the life you got today ain't more abundant. The life you got today, you may get up. As Brother Gerald got up last Monday morning, he's out there doing some weed eating, cutting his grass. All of a sudden, his chest hurt. I'm going to tell you how big God is. Two weeks ago, he had a kidney stone. He was throwing up the same kind of way that he was throwing up. If it had happened two weeks ago, he might have died because he said, look, it's a kidney stone. Give me trouble again. Give me some medicine. Give me some pain medicine. Let me knock myself out. Let me tell you something. When you go to throwing up and you're sick, you don't need no pain medicine. <laughs> you need a doctor. Don't lay there and take some pain medicine, lay in the bed and die and go on and not get to done the things that God wants you to do. Go to the doctor. God woke up the doctor this morning. God put my brain in her head to help you. In life. You know how important the church is? You got so much life in front of you. Man, I've been thinking about you, children. I see a child now. I get to think about how much they got going on in front of them. Johnny Wayne and Gwen's over the other day and them two precious children. I, and I was thinking, y'all got a whole nother world in front of you. You got all that raising them. You're going to say, praise God, we got it. Then here's going to come grandchildren. You're going to think you're done on the t-ball field. <laughs> Amanda's going to say, she's going to say to you about grandchildren. Well, that was a beautiful shower y'all had yesterday. But anyway, uh, he's going to say when you have grandchildren, go, you know, they're going to say, but daddy, you, you didn't do that for us. He's going to say, that's different, Amanda. <laughs> they grandchildren. I mean, you're going to think, now look here, I, I'm out of granddaddy now. I'm out here. You, you thought you were done. Look here, life's got a whole lot of things coming. It's got a whole lot of blessing. Man, I had Josie K last night at the football game. Little old Josie, she just... She just, she just now getting where she can make some noises and she just excited about making noises. And there I am just acting plumb stupid, just try to get her to do it one more time. Just goo goo gaga, just, just anything, man. She just got me all tied up. What a blessing. It's going to be a lot of blessings in life. But I'm going to tell you something, with all them blessings, there's going to be some hurts. You need a church. You need a bride. You need a people that you can call on, that you done been, you done been yoked up together, that you're the member that can touch God and you believe they can touch God. I got so tickled a while ago. These ladies come over here. They done got together. Every time that happens, I say, hell, you in trouble now. I'd hate to be the demon that started that. I, I'd hate to be the one that started that. I mean, you picking on a woman right here, look here, that the hair done fell off her head. She had cancer. Doctors done gave her no hope. But God, we come up here in that old-fashioned, sir. We had an old-fashioned service. I don't know if it was a Sunday morning or Sunday night. We went to anointing cloths with oil before church. We was throwing them things around here. If somebody fancy would have come in and said, well, I wonder what all that mess is about. After they done cleaned the church. Now, now just look at all that. You turn over in Jeremiah and you'll see. He said, you better seek them old paths. 
You better seek what, what get it, got it done for granddaddy. You better, you better seek what's going to happen. How you going to water the horses when the electricity goes off? You going to stay in the house? You going to let them starve to death? No, you going to remember granddaddy went down there with an ax and he chopped a hole in a, in a pond and watered them. Yes. We, we, we rely on things that modern, doesn't modernize life. But the best things of life, brother, brother David, is the best things of life. As I preached last Sunday, you better tie that rope back up in that tree. You better put that croquet game back out there in the yard. You better go and stick up a bat in it. Look at you're trying to buy happiness with your children. We're trying to buy it with the youth. Look at what we give the youth and what we give these children is this precious thing called Jesus. Yes. The Bible said you train up a child in the way they should go. On, you can go raise you some dogs. You can raise you some horses. You can raise you some cattle. But I'm going to tell you something. God gave us children. God gave us youth to train them, to show them things, put their hands on things. Look at, show them. Over here in the third chapter of John, this thing that Paul is trying to tell King Agrippa is this thing. Matter of fact, they had one, one Festus. He was telling him, Brother Jeff, he was, he was telling the king. We may read it tonight. And, and he was telling the king about, about this thing that he has in Christ Jesus. He, he was trying to tell him, I was going down the road and, and, and a bright light come on me. It knocked me to my earth, to the earth. And Jesus told me, said, how long you going to kick against something that loves you so much? How long are you going to cling to something that can't give you nothing in life? It can't produce nothing in life. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father except he come by me. You worried about living 60 years? If you're young in here today, you think you're going to make it to 60? Huh? I'm 59. I may be in better shape than you are. I believe I can ride a horse longer than you can. I believe when we get off from the lake tonight, we'll start riding horses. I believe you'll be bow-legged, and I believe I'll be walking just fine. <laughs> no more where y'all. I have young people. We go out and do carpenter work, and they just are struggling. They just hamp panting. Well, man, what's my back? My daddy, I was young, and be hauling hay reed, and I'd holler, Daddy, I'm making my back hurt. He said, you ain't got no back. <laughs> you don't have no back. Come on. You don't, you, you, you don't, have, you don't have no back. We've got all this youth. We've got, we got all this in life. How long are you going to live? How long are you going to live? You'll be like me. You're 20, 30, 40, whatever you are. You're going to turn around you're going to be 60. I'm going to turn around I'm going to be 70. Hmm. Boy, I hope God lets me preach just like this when I'm 99. Huh? Man, I hope when I'm 107, y'all come back in here, y'all that's younger than me, it's like, that old card is still. <laughs> you ever been in church, somebody, and the preacher said, Would y'all stand, please? And, and look at him. Look. Here's the way you go, Jennifer. He's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm still standing. Amen. All y'all got to do is just sit down and enjoy. <laughs> still walking. Amen. You know what it is about three months ago? I didn't give over to the devil. My feet was hurting me. I said, I guess I'm just going to sit down and preach. I guess I got some kind of arthritis. I guess that's just about it. You know, I'm just hurting like crazy. Look at me. Look at me. Look here. Look here. That didn't hit you in no bad thing. Do you wake up in the morning? Do you wake up one morning 
And that blessing, you got to walk around. That blessing, you can reach and grab a grandbaby. I've seen it, been seeing that lady back there holding a little precious baby through the, the day you don't think you can hold them and, and you can take care of them if you needed something you couldn't get to them. What a blessing it is just to have your grandgirls, Brother Jeff, and knowing if something happens, God, you still gave me strength. I think I can protect them. Wouldn't it be something if you was an old man and Mackenzie's right there and something happened, you can't even get over that. Man, you know where every blessing comes from? Every good gift comes from him. What a blessing. Wayne, what a blessing you got that good report the other day. Oh, man, it was happening, wasn't it? It was tumors going on. It was things going on. I mean, it was like, we just don't know what it is. All of a sudden, doctor said, when are you going to go back? A year. Next year. I got to watch myself right here. Look here. God's good. God's good. Don't get concerned too much about just what you got right here. We got a home over in glory. I'm excited about today because I've got an eternity with Jesus. There was a man. I guess we ain't going over there in Acts. Y'all might want to say amen, some of you. This thing could go to three or four o'clock this evening. It said there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. Being his name is Nicodemus, they say this was the first Nick at night right here. And the same came to Jesus by night and, and said to him, Rabbi, we, we know that there are teachers come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with them. Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he can't enter the kingdom of heaven. A lot of people, if you try to go tell them, like, like, like Paul was trying to tell King Agrippa, this guy Festus, he, he wanted to get in the conversation. He was talking to the king. This guy Festus wanted to jump in there. He was a man of importance. He kind of protected some things. And he said, Paul, you're talking about, you're talking like a madman. You may be looking at me today like, man, you're talking about something. How do you know heaven's out there? What if it ain't? Well, when you get to hell, you ask them. <laughs> I'm going to keep my faith. There's a heaven out there. Paul said, I know whom I have believed in, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep those things that I have committed to him. I'm telling you today that there's, I believe there's a heaven as much as I believe that David Blurton's got a red shirt on. What do you think? You think it's red? I think it's red. See, you got to have faith in this Jesus Christ. You're not saved by feeling. You're saved by faith. He told him, he said, you got to be born again. And Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again? I'm talking about a smart man when he's old. Can he, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? And be born. Jesus said. Jesus said. The one who bled and died for our sins. That arose from the grave. He said verily, verily I say unto thee. Except a man be born of the water. And of the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. See. Faith cometh by hearing. 
and hearing by the word of God. We was talking to men down there about that this morning. When you put your faith in Jesus, when you put your faith in him, I'm going to tell you something. Heaven, as this man Paul says, look here, whether I'm here in this body or I'm gone, he said, I'm in Christ Jesus. We've already, Jeff, we've already decided who in. In Christ, we live and move and have our being. When I got up this morning, I'm in Christ Jesus. What I, what I am to God is in Christ Jesus. When I stand before God, I, I ain't perfect to you, but I'm going to be perfect to him. Why? Because of the blood that run off of Calvary is applied to my life. Well, that's a pretty good deal, ain't it? So he told him in verse 3 that you can't see it. There's people going to go to church today, all kind of churches. If you had, a, if you had a, just a clue, eyes ain't never seen and ears never heard, neither has in our heart of man what God has in store for those that love him. There's people that go to church today, they can't see it. Paul over in 26, he told King Agrippa, he said, I didn't miss that, I didn't miss the vision. I didn't miss what God had before me. When I fell to, my, to the ground on that road, when, when the Spirit of the Lord come to me and knocked me down on that road, and he said, Paul, how long are you going to kick against the prick? How long are you going to go against what I've got planned for you? When you stand before the Lord, only two things is going to be said. Only two. What you, what you need to be in, you need to be in one line. In that one line, everybody in that line He's going to say, well done, my good and my faithful servant. In that line. There's another line for folks that never trusted Jesus. In that line, there's not going to be nothing in that line but people that deny Jesus. The Bible said that when we stand before him, we're going to stand before him without an excuse. When the Lord come to me and said, everybody that's ever died without Jesus, blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Do you, you know, we, sometimes we want to think about what God's, well, I, what, God ain't fair right there. God was so fair that he sent his only begotten son for God so loved the world. He loved you. The Bible said when you was yet a sinner, he died for you. Listen, you know, everybody today, like, ain't, ain't nobody doing me right. Have you ever seen so much on TV, everybody just wants a free ride with everything? Yeah. Ain't nobody doing me right. Everybody doing me wrong. <laughs> Jesus did you right. Amen. God the Father did you right. He gave his only begotten son. He, he sent him to a cross to bleed and die for your sins. Why? So you could have it life and have it more abundant, and so you could have everlasting life. He, he died so right here in 2016, you living and breathing, that you know that you've got a comforter. The Bible said if he didn't go, he couldn't come. You've got a comforter. You already got the Holy Spirit. You've got a down payment already. The reason why we ought to run the church, Brother Jeff, ain't because we want to go get some brownie points. The reason why we ought to run the church already is because we've already got a down payment. We got the earnest of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Now, the only folks that ever go to hell is people that blaspheme against what Jesus done. That's right. Now, there ain't no way I'll spit on this carpet. I will. 
But I ain't going to go over and do that, that this morning. But the only reason why that you won't go to heaven is because you don't want to embrace what Jesus done. Because sitting there this morning, you think you're going to live forever. You think you're your own man. You macho. You got it going on, lady. You, you got it going on. I remember a lady getting saved in Martin, Tennessee, and she, she was toting them two buckets, and I seen the Holy Ghost get her. I seen her as I'd preach right there in that Coliseum on Sunday mornings, early on Sunday mornings, and she just kind of put down her head, but I seen when the Holy Spirit of God visited her. She had an option. Just like when the Holy Spirit visits you. The Bible said that you will stand before the Lord without an excuse. You won't have one. You won't have one. Now, there's people. You don't talk to your mom and daddy and you say, but you come to church and you're not interested in church. You're not. Now, listen. They're going to take up for you. And if you come down this morning to accept Christ, they, you, know what you know what their issue would be, Read. They'd be there and say, well, just wait a minute, because I think they've already done this. But when you come to church and, 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 and you know, you, you don't mind messing with somebody around you, or maybe, maybe you're just trying to find something on your phone and, it's, and it sure ain't Bible. If you, your mom and your daddy, don't care how saved they are, and there's a wreck happening today and you don't have a hunger and thirst for Jesus. The Bible said in Acts 1-8, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you're going to be a witness to me. Can you imagine the, the best ball, ball player in the world? They gave him that title of being the very best ball player in the world, but he will not never dress out in the uniform. And he ain't going to never pick up a ball bat, but he's going to be given the title that he's the best ball player in the world. That ain't possible. The only reason why he's been the best ball player in the world is because he played ball. The only reason why he's the best ball player in the world because he had a glove, he had a mitten on, and when the, when the ball came, he was able to get it, and he was able to throw it different ways, and he didn't have to be faced. He, he could just sidearm that thing. The reason why he knew how to stand in the plate, he knew how to hit it a long ways. The reason why he was the best ball player in the world because he played ball. But we're living in a society where people say, I know for a fact I'd go to heaven, but when I come to church, I want to distract everybody around me I don't care that the person beside me may be dying and going to hell, but it don't matter to me. It ain't important to me. I don't even have a Holy Spirit in me to quicken me to even make me think about that. I don't never witness to my friends. I don't never witness to my buddies. I don't never witness to my family. I don't never witness to my cousins. I don't witness to people that work with me. Look here, I come to church. Preacher, ain't that enough? No, it ain't enough. You're going to go to heaven. The Bible says, after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you're going to be a witness. The Bible says, when we come to the Lord, it calls you the salt of the earth. I can teach somebody how to lay brick. I can help them a little bit on riding a horse. I can teach them. I thought about youth. Maybe I'll teach them how to run a skill saw. Maybe I'll, I'll teach them some things like that I know in building houses, how to build a wall, just stuff. Brother Charles wants to one night on Friday night after we didn't play and had a good time. Show all these youth how to change a tire. How to take a jack out and jack it up. That's crazy, Brother Eddie. 
but what we need to teach one another, most of all, how to be a witness. Amen. You know how to be a witness? I don't think I can do that. If you're born again, you can. Amen. You know what my friend, Brother Tim Elright said? Won't you just tell them how you got there? You ever tried somebody, you done got to Nashville somewhere and somebody called you, wife called and said, David, I, I'm trying to get there. I don't know how to get there. And there you're sitting already in Nashville. Brother Charles, what do you do? Like, well, honey, don't ask me. I don't know how to get to Nashville. She said, you're already in Nashville. <laughs> That's what the man Paul was saying. He was trying to tell that. He wasn't trying to give him some fancy deal. He said, look, man, here's what happened to me, and it's going to see the same thing happen to you. Jesus came to me. Jesus is going to come to you. And when he comes, just accept him. Before you die, the Holy Spirit, and it may already have. You need to act on what's already done happen. But before you die, because we'll stand before him without an excuse, the Holy Spirit will come knocking to you. I love what that Festus said over in 20, Acts 26. He, he come, he was getting on Paul. He said, Paul, he said, you don't learn so much, you don't got to be a mad man. He was talking to the king, but this guy Festus wanted to get in on it. And he said, Paul, you don't got to learning. You don't got to reading and learning so much that you, you talking like a madman. He said these words to him. But he said, I'm not mad. He's just, you know, me and you have said, I tell you what, I ain't talking to you. If you don't shut up, I'm going to bust your lip. You understand me? Now, I want to talk to you about Jesus. <laughs> you can't do things that way. But he said, I, I'm not mad, most noble Festus, and I'm closing. But, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. Look how kind and sweet he was. I need to learn from that. For the king knoweth these things, perform whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded of none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not wrought in the corner, this thing about Jesus. King Agrippa said these words in, in verse 27. said, King Agrippa, believe us out of the prophets. I know that thou believest. And then King, then Agrippa said to Paul, almost you persuaded me. Almost. This morning, about this morning again thing, In verse 6 of chapter 3, it says, That which was born of flesh is flesh. And he said, But that which is born of spirit is spirit. It said, Marvel not that I say to thee that you must be born again. There was a song, Brother Donnie, I seen him yesterday. He used to sing a song. He said, I got one birth that I can't remember. I, maybe you can. When you come out of your mama, they spat and you started crying. I said, Man, I remember it just like yesterday. That's good. You got me? I don't remember. But I got another one. I got another one. I went to church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. Y'all son heard this, you got to hear it again. I went to church three times a week before I ever got saved. I was raised in a home that went to church. And so when I got ready to raise my children, we just went to church and I went to church all three Sundays. You know what that did for me? If I'd have died in that position without being born again, absolutely nothing. I started tithing when I was 13 years old. You know what that would have done for me if I'd have died? Zero. 
But at 27 years old, my mother invited me back to a church. And the Lord come and knocked at my door. Paul had a bright light come on him and knocked him to the ground. A preacher gets up and said, you know what? At that revival meeting, the Lord come to me. And, and I didn't see the preacher and I didn't see the church and I didn't see where I was going to go. All I seen was in my mind was like Jesus died for me and Jesus asked me, what you going to do with me? What are you going to do with me, Eddie? I don't know if I want to go to church. I, I didn't say all that stuff. I don't know. I don't find quit cussing. God don't want you to quit nothing. He never saved no good person. Just as I am with that one plea, he, he takes you right in your sin. He walks off in there right where you are. And he takes you and he goes to working on you. He ain't done with us either yet. He ain't done. He said that work that I started out, he ain't done with you. I know you think you're so sanctified. He ain't done with you. <laughs> I like what a sister said in one time, said you ain't as saved as, you, as I thought you was. <laughs> That's right. That song said, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. Why? Because he's still working on me. Listen to you. Jesus this morning, the only way that you won't make heaven, and I don't know that this ain't your last chance as they start the invitation. I don't know that it's not your last chance. I'm going to tell you one thing. You may say, preacher, are you, are you getting ready to start scaring me? Let me tell you something. I can't tell you that this is 100% your last chance to be saved. But I can't promise you that you'll ever have another chance. I can't tell you that this is your last chance to be saved. But I can't promise you that you'll ever have another. Things is going real good for you in life. As I look around, looks like a lot of blessed people to me. Things are going a lot, real good for you. I understand if it was bad. I understand. He's like, I, I ain't going to do that. But look here, why don't you come to God? Why God's been good to you? Why he's blessing you? Why he's prospering you? Because you know what's going to happen? Life just deals some bad blows. What's going to happen is you're going to get in a low one day. And you ain't going to have Christ. And your master, which is Satan, going to come to you and say, See there? See there? Where's God at now? I'm going to tell you where he's at. He's behind that door you shut in his face that you didn't want to accept him. Oh, David just wouldn't give me a chance. No, David gave you a chance. Read back there, he's got a business. Well, he just wouldn't. No, he gave you a chance. You just didn't want to produce. You wanted to check. You didn't want to make these guys no money. You wanted to do just enough to get by. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You can't do that with God. God says, come unto me today. Come. Come unto me. I'm going to give you rest, and I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit, and I'm going to make it done. Let me tell you something. You're not saved by works. There ain't nothing you can do good enough. You know what? If you don't want to go to church, if that's what you've got an issue with, and I'm trying to close, look here. If you've got an issue like, I don't know if I want to go to church, well, just don't go. Come on and get saved today. And just don't go. You say, I don't want to quit cussing because I got a neighbor and I like cussing him out about every other day. Well, just keep right on cussing. 
Just come on and be born again today. And if you cuss him out two days now after you've been born again, you just go on. But you know what's probably going to happen? <laughs> You're going to be able to cut in his grass. Because the Bible said if you love the lovely, what reward have you? You got love done lovely. If you can stay home next Sunday, if you can just say, I, I, I'm saying I done got saved, but I ain't going to church. <laughs> Shoot. Next Sunday morning, that Holy Ghost don't ring your bell. Huh? You know how it used to be when they turned that old music on you used to dance to? And I'm talking about it had a hold on you and you had to get out there, didn't you? I'm going to tell you something, that Holy Ghost going to call on you. Next Sunday morning when that band gets up there and you normally just sit there, look there. You normally just sit there and look to everybody and say, ain't that something? That's pretty good, ain't it? That's pretty good. They're going to start that music next Sunday after you've been born again. And you're going to have that same thing that the world used to have when you said, wait a minute, I got to get me some of this. I got to get in there. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Let's stand. Lord.